Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Good morning and welcome to the 3CR Spoken Word Program. My name is Di Cousins and today I'm talking to Eddie Berger and Coralie Dimitriadis about the new book Solid Air, Australian and New Zealand Spoken Word. Welcome, Coralie and Eddie. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. (laughs) Really excited to Mm. be here. Mm. Yeah, well, and Coralie, it's nice to have you back. I mean, you used to do a show here. You were my predecessor. Yes, I have fond memories of this studio. Yeah, it's a great place. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, it's exciting to see um, the performance poets in a published book, Mm. you know, all together and, you know, recognised by this grand company, the University of Queensland Press. So that's a lot of street cred. Yes. Mm, mm, It's exciting to anthologise... almost like a, a community you yeah know, because that's what the poetry community what what poetry spoken word is for Australia I think I think it's a especially in Melbourne it's very much a community it's a community but you know what I think about when you go to a live performance it's a party you know so like it's a poetry party every night of the week in Melbourne don't you think hmm, I never thought of it as a party Eddie <laughs> um, it could be a party. It's like everyone getting together and sharing. I guess my work is a bit like a party sometimes when I get over the top with my performances. And but I don't know. Yeah, I, I I see it as a gathering, and sometimes as well, I um, it kind of feels a little bit like um like church for me. Like I know it sounds weird, but it's like sometimes you hear the most profound stuff on stage about life. And um, and it, it almost feels like sacred, um, mm. and but in a good way because you know I grew up in the Greek Orthodox Church and I had lots of fears and stuff and anxiety about church and I'm not religious anymore. But you know poetry and hearing people like get up and declare um, lo- what life is for them, it, it's so powerful that it has that kind of power where yeah I don't know sometimes I just feel like it's such a sacred I thing think it has a bit of that for me it's also about celebration a celebration of, uh, of ourselves and the spoken word and it's also for me a grounds for experimentation and exposure yeah. Yeah. yeah but I think that your point about it's a chance for people to speak their truth is also mm. absolutely on point you know and that's that's why every performer is so completely individual because everybody's truth is their own yeah definitely and 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 everyone's got their own voice and their own experiences and um and and so much to learn and I remember when I first came onto the scene um you know, I I just kind of escaped my marriage and culture and I really didn't have anywhere else to go. And um, I, I don't know if I would have survived if I didn't have that 
sacred space to go to that community um and and um i actually would go um every week as well with my notebook and i would write poems while i was hearing other people perform their spoken word and um i'm really inspired by um everyone that's on the scene and i think that inspires me to be you know braver and and to not feel as alone in in my journey as as a spoken word performer yeah, I think the community element is absolutely central. You know, we all support each other and um, in so many different ways. Um, mm. And uh, But, uh, yes, the inspiration of others is also really key. I mean, it's a complete opposite to just sitting alone at home and writing a poem and then you it goes out into the world in in a in a book that you and you never see that uh, any other person reading that book you're never a, a witness to that other other person's experience of your poem it's a that it's a kind of completely solitary experience mm-hmm. whereas performance poetry is uh, always a shared experience and yeah. and deeply theatrical particularly Eddie i mean you're a very theatrical performer Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, well, I love I love doing a, doing a live performance. There's, I guess there's a big difference between doing the live performance and just reading off the page. And that's uh, one of the things that interests me about this anthology is that it, um, yeah, spoken word on page. And you can see there's been some effort in in the layout to duplicate how how the work might might sound uh, read out. But uh, yeah, it's it's good a good thing. Yeah, I think it's really exciting to see um, the poetry on the page because I think it um, it. Can cross both genres but mm. you know there was an earlier book from the 80s called off the record and that actually included a little record of oh. um mm. like a little 78 or something of people reading or performing their work and uh, i think this needs a, a backup cd as well it would be good yeah, that would be mm. great it's also the what's really great about spoken word that i think differs it from page poetry is is the immediacy of it because you can actually write a poem and then go to a, po- a spoken word performance that night and read it on the open mic, and and that's where you get that really raw, like fresh, you know, emotion. That you know, if if you're going to try and publish a poem in a book or something, it doesn't have that same immediacy, that same like life to it. Mm. Um, I remember when um, my grandma passed away. And um and I was estranged from my family at the time, and and I, I didn't have nowhere to go to grieve. So I wrote this po- this spoken word poem and went went to the Dan and performed it that very day, you know. And it was a sharing of like my moment and my and my grief with everyone, and it's just so powerful. Um, so much more powerful than than the page, I think. Yeah, and I remember being there at the Dan and hearing. Oh, really? You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I know it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really great for exposing, <clears throat> just getting your work out there. I do a lot of prose, but the the you just don't have the avenue for people to see and hear your work unless it gets published, or else you go to a a spoken word. Um, a spoken word gig and, and read it. It's a great, mm. it's a great form of publication. Yeah. And there's no, there's no one choosing the poems that I, mm. I got reading on the open mic. Anyone can do it. You know, you just got to get there and put your name down. And mm. you know, there's a sense of like, um, you know, there's 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 not that gatekeeper, and you know, anything goes and anything can be said. And um, yeah, so it, it's in that way, it's a very powerful medium. 
Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the Dan Anthology, which is um, being launched um, in August. Mm. And, oh, wow. Um, I, I didn't know there was going to be Dan Anthology. I, I heard yeah. about yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm in the Dan Anthology. Oh, awesome. Right. So Congratulations. I, I didn't cut it for the solid air, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, now let's uh, go to a piece. So, Eddie, now you, you're um, the – the person who's been in the spoken word scene longer than anyone. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I got it started reading my poetry live back in the late, the late eighties. Wow. But I'll um I'll read my piece from the um. So I read my piece from the anthology. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Yeah. So this is my vices, and it's actually a, a prose piece. So it's performance prose. <clears throat> my vices. I was walking down the street, minding my own coffee business. When I see this person I know and he, coffee, comes up to me and tells me I'm not looking well. Says I'm looking cigarettes, tense. Says I've got dark smudges under my eyes. I tell him I'm all right. Managed to get away only to be confronted by cigarettes, someone else I know. She says I look weary. Says I should take better cigarettes, care of myself and should try to lead a sugar, healthier lifestyle. I'm coffee, doing all right, I say. I eat sugar, well. But I'm in a hurry, I say. I have to make a coffee business appointment. I dash around the nearest corner, past the cigarettes local health food store, and slip into a sugar cafe. I take a seat. I call for a coffee waiter. But just as the waiter comes over, three people I know, people who... Fatty Foods work in the health food store, come over, sugar, and ask if they can, cigarettes, join me. Certainly, I say, the fatty food waiter looks at me. My acquaintances look at me. I order cigarettes, a falafel roll, and a glass of coffee, celery juice. They say, fatty foods, that I should oil, take better care of my sugar body. I, cigarettes, Oil should exercise fatty food more. Do I suffer from cigarettes stress? Am I coffee, sugar, fatty foods getting enough oil sleep? Coffee, cigarettes, sugar, fatty foods, oil, and I really should take better care of myself. It's hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's a bit of a read too. <laughs> it's, it's Love it. <laughs> Yes, well, it's much more exciting live than um, just reading the words. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote that originally for a uh, a coffee themed uh, spoken word event. Oh, oh, okay, mm -hmm. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a lot of fun. So, Coralie, um, would you like to read your um, poem? Yes, I'll read my piece from Solid Air. Yep, which was handpicked by the editors. Um, they wanted this one in particular, so. My wedding dress. The day I moved out my stuff, I took the wedding dress to mum's house, the cardboard white coffin. Crystallized Cynthia Briggs bridal gown, ivory silk pulled up on one side with a flower, purple chill peeping through, the real me hidden under layers of antidepressants. I had a big fat Greek wedding and my parents were the happiest parents in the world. Telling mum I'm going to sell the dress on eBay. Mum taking the dress back saying it's hers, she paid for it. 
watching her take it away to her room to crawl into, sleep in for all eternity. My life is over, she said. Me valest on dafo. You've put me in my grave. My wedding dress. My wedding dress. Yes, mm. it's, it's such a uh, impregnated with meaning and symbolism and sort of toxic power, the wedding dress, isn't it? Yeah, you well, know? actually, that piece is actually part of a bigger spoken word piece called Best Friend, which is in my book, Love and F Poems. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I actually turned it into a film and um, also it's part of my theatre show, Saying the Wrong Things. So I like that... Um, you know that's a thing we've spoken with. You can take it and you can make it into a film. You can make you can make a part of a theatre show. Like it's got all these like, and now it's on the page as well. So it, it can exist mm. in all these different um, forms, um, which um, each different one of those forms can um, w- within a larger p- piece or like a theatre piece can have a different meaning compared to a film or, you know, on the page or, so yeah. So I, I really. Um, yeah, it, I like that piece because it, mm. it has lots of life forms. It, it does, <laughs> it does. It's a, And it's very strong imagery as well, you know, like to renounce the wedding dress is to sell it on eBay. Oh, the desecration. Yeah. <laughs> yes, actually I didn't end up selling it on eBay. I actually yeah. use it in my theatre show. Of course. <laughs> ah, yeah. One yes. day it's going to be worth a lot of money, that wedding dress. <laughs> it's a prop. <laughs> yes, so it's a relic. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yes, so um, and uh, so when did you first discover spoken word? Uh, like how did, what was the first gig you went to, Coralie? Um, oh, that's a tricky question. I think... Um, you know, I think spoken word and poetry kind of came intertwined with my liberation from my marriage and my culture. So, um, you know, I always wanted to be a poet, but I thought that being a poet meant you had to have like certain, um, like you had to go and study university and, um, and so I never gave myself permission to be a poet. And um, I think that uh, I was working on a novel in secret at the time and my mentor, Christos Solkas, told me to study um, poet, uh, study um, a formal course in writing. And through that course I met Anya Wolwitz, who um, was my poetry teacher, and I went to her class and I was like, Anya, teach me how to write poetry. Tell me the rules. And she's like, there are no rules. You know, and I, we we all know Anya in this room, like yeah, no yeah. rules. And I was like, what do you mean there are no rules? And she's like, yeah, if there were rules, it would all sound the same. And and that really gave me the permission to like let loose and to write lots of poetry. And so um, I think it was about um, kind of uh, 10 years ago that I found out about some events um, and I went with um, a friend of mine, um, Demet Divavoren, who is a um, a YA writer, and um, and she, um, you know, she, we, I, I got up and I just read a poem, and mm. you know, and I was like, wow, like, and you know, I performed it as well. But at the time, I didn't know that's what I was doing. I just mm. felt like getting up and reading a poem, you like, natural. you know, and I, I didn't really know anything that there was a spoken word community or anything about that. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. found out about that event because my friend was already a writer and she yep. found out about it. And so, yeah. And, um, 
I don't know. It was it was cool, and then I just found out about more and more events, and then I found out there was a whole scene, you know, and just started going to more and more events, and then that's how it happened. Very organic, very organic. Mm. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. it wasn't because I before I did the course in writing, I really didn't know anything about the scene, like the literary scene in Melbourne, on on the parts it comprised of, and you know, all I all. All that mattered to me was, you know, writing my novel, expressing myself, liberating myself from, you know, the repression I'd, 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 you know, suffered in my life. And, you know, I just wanted to be free and I saw writing as freedom. Excellent. And um, I think that that there's, you know, one interesting thing is that the this new book, Solid Air, um, hopefully will introduce – this poetry to a very much bigger and different type of audience but um, the other thing is it's probably about time that the spoken word scene stopped being a secret Mm. you know because I mean everybody has this discovery story like how they found like I, um, I I had a friend who invited me to come along to a, a reading at Spuntino in Ackland Street and that was my first spoken word experience and mm. then uh, then there was a gap and seven years later or so I went along to the Melbourne Poets Union at the Nicholas Building where they were doing regular readings. So, I mean, but it was very kind of accidental in a mm. way and I think it, it's exciting that uh, this work can perhaps get out there and and uh, and find a new a life. Mm, well, it's a huge scene, isn't it, really? But most people don't know about it. But for us, those of us who are who are in it, it's like, oh, there's something on every second night, and there's yeah, a yeah, yeah. festival or something. And which yeah. event do you go to? And yeah. Well, before when I came onto the scene, there wasn't also Melbourne Spoken Word, like the official kind of mm. body that the, there is now. Well, the website. Yeah, the yeah, website, yeah. that kind of – there was actually – oh, that's right. Do you, you probably know Pam, Pam. Pam had a website. Yeah, she's, Pam's poetry. Page. Yeah, she's yeah, deceased now. But she, Lauren's I, I, mother. Yeah, I found out about what was on through mm. her page. Okay, we might go to a track. And that was a track from Liminality, which is uh, 
made by some local Australian artists, Kath Connolly, Greg Hunt and Jules Vines. And uh, my name is Di Cousins and this is the 3CR Spoken Word Program. Today I'm talking to Eddie Berger and Coralie Dimitriadis about the new book Solid Air, Australian and New Zealand Spoken Word. And um, so you've all been doing lots of great things uh, as well as um, performance. Now, mm. Eddie, you've been doing a lot of artwork. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of visual arts lately. I've um, uh, exhibition of mine has just opened at the, the Black Cat Gallery, black and white photography, and well as well as some colour photography. Um, uh, that's exciting. Shots of uh, shots of Flinders Lane. Mm. Yes, yes, that's the theme of that one. But I've been doing drawings as well. But I used to be a uh, I was a visual artist before I was a writer, and then I took up writing and singing and theatre. Um, and then I sort of decided I need to shift my focus and focus just on writing and let the others go. But now I've come back to visual arts a bit and I'm doing both. Mm. Great. Mm. Okay. And would you like to read a, another poem? Yes, yes. So this is a performance piece. Um, I guess it's a bit of a sound poem really. I wrote this to celebrate um, a couple of friends' marriage, um, which with this uh, this piece unfortunately has outlasted their marriage, but that's Aww. another thing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and I also feature in there because it's a gift from me. So here we go. It's called Leanne Tony. 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 Lee 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 and Tony Leanne. Tony Leanne. Tony Leanne. Tony Leanne. Tony Leanne. Tony Leanne. Tony Ed Ed Eddie. Ed Ed Eddie. Tony 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 Leanne 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 Leanne. Eddie 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 Eddie. Tony Leanne. Tony Leanne Leanne. Tony Tony Leanne Leanne. Tony Tony Leanne. Tony Leanne. Tony Leanne Leanne. Tony Tony Leanne. Tony Leanne. Tony Leanne Leanne. Tony Leanne 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 Leanne. Leanne, 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 Tony, 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 Leanne, Leanne, Tony, Leanne, Tony, Leanne, Tony, Leanne, Tony, Leanne, Tony, Leanne, Tony, Eddie. Thank you. Great. <laughs> yeah, a bit of fun. Yeah, lots of fun. <coughs> and Coralie, you've been on tour recently to the States and Europe and you're doing your performance work all over the world. I mean, that's absolutely incredible. Tell, tell me about your travels. Um, well, uh, I've been, uh, I got the UNESCO City of Literature residency in Krakow and um, that was amazing to work on my novel Divided Island and um, and I was also part of their Milos Literary Festival um, where I got to be, perform but also be in conversation with one of their um, sp- um, like lead um, feminist spoken word artists called Rudka Zydel. Um, which was really an amazing experience. Um, and then from that, um, the Cypriot Ministry of Education funded some touring, um, European touring post that. And they also funded some American um, touring earlier in the year um, and for me to go to the American Society of Journalists and Authors Conference um, to um, because I'm a professional member of that organisation and so got to meet with some amazing writers and make some really great connections. So... Um, yes, I'm home now and I'm not going anywhere for a while because I'm super tired. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, it's been a really amazing um, year and got to meet some, you know, amazing people and perform my poetry in, um, around the world. So it's been, it's been great. And how did you find um, very different audiences from the Melbourne audience? I mean, how did they respond to your work? Yeah, actually, that's a really good question because especially – 
uh, in Europe, I found um, that um, there's a really strong like anti-censorship um, movement there in, in the arts where it's like, I'll give you an example. Like we, I was doing this reading in, in Krakow and it was in an open air area where there were, where there were children. And I said to the um, guy that was organizing the event, I said, um, I oh, don't worry, I'm not going to read any of my sex poetry. Cause you know, there's kids around. And then um, one of the other writers from hung- Hungary, he, he just started reading this poem about like very graphic poem that I wouldn't read in public in front of kids. And then I approached him afterwards and I said, Oh, you know, like there's kids around and you know you read that poem and he's like what are you saying that would be censorship like you know like there's this huge thing about you can't censor anyone no matter what because art is art and you know and um and I think that comes from like you know maybe Hitler times that you know there's still this this presence Mm. of like um you know you know we experience Hitler and therefore there can't be any like censorship whatsoever and and art is art and anything should go Mm. and you don't have that here in Australia there's a bit more care and you shouldn't say and all this and you might offend and but but over over in Europe it's like um you know art is art and that's it Mm. You know, and I find that really liberating because, you know, my poetry does push those boundaries. And so I did feel more like at um, at ease in performing my work and, and expressing my views in Europe because of that, um, because of that. So that was really interesting. But, I mean, the United States must have been the exact opposite. You know, they get kind of coy about, you know, swear words and things um, like that. No, I found the United States... Um, that um, because of Trump, um, I think the the spoken and this is just my impression, but I felt like the the spoken word community was there to kind of be the antithesis to to what was happening with Trump. So I felt that there also anything could kind of go, you know. But at the same time, there's in America there's that framework of like. Um, slam poetry where it's like that's really pretty much the only kind of poetry that's really embraced in that scene and and my poetry isn't slam poetry so um doesn't really fit into that box okay now we're going to start to run out of time very soon but there was something else you wanted to say about um performing in europe yes i was gonna say um Poland was really interesting as well because um, you can't, the way that they perceive poets is really interesting. They actually say that poets are born and you actually can't take any classes in poetry. And like, I remember I did a gig there at one of the bookshops and I asked the, um, I asked like the person that was running the gig, I said like, oh, how long would you like me to perform for? And he's like, it's not up to me to say, you know, how long a poet should perform. And I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> so Coralie, you're going to read an, another piece. Yes. Uh, this is a performance piece called Shh, Shh, Woman, Shh. Woman, why are you so loud? You're too chatty, too whiny, too observant. You should shh a little shh. Everyone in the cinema can hear you. Your laughter is louder than all the rest. You never used to sound like that six years ago when you were married and repressed. You sound really, really happy. But the entire cinema wants to lean over to tap you on the shoulder to say, shh. 
you won't get anywhere in life. You won't get a man talking like that and writing like that and being like that. Take a leaf out of your past and shh. Remember how you always shh. Be more like that. Be more womanly, more motherly, more elegant. Smile for the camera. Shh. Swallow your laughter. Shh. Be polite. Shh. 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 Employers want to hire women that are part of the all-male team. So don't speak inappropriately. Don't challenge. Don't question. Don't dream. Everything will come good for you. You'll have everything you want and everything you need. You've got to trust me on this. The only way to succeed is to bring your lips together and shh. That's it. Shh. 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 Thank you for sharing. Yes, that's yeah. from that's from Just Give Me the Pills, my new book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very good. Thank you. Okay, well, thanks to Eddie Berger and Coralie Dimitriatis for coming on the program. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having mm-hmm. us. Great. And um, Solid Air is published by the University of Queensland Press and it's available everywhere. So this has been the 3CR Spoken Word Program and my name is Di Cousins. I think 3CR is the voice of the people speaking back to the establishment and telling them what they think and sometimes it's something they don't want to hear.